0: and dryer coverage just call 1-800-686-3910 that's 1-800-686-3910 again 1-800-686-3910 call now
1: okay so armed standoffs in the u.s we've got the big one in oregon going on right now right Uh, one that everybody knows about i was actually I've talked about this at length with so many people, and so many people just don't understand it. And it's so it's so convoluted with the Bureau of Land Management. I'll give you that. It's not you know it isn't it isn't sex talk. That's for sure. But it is kind of for the farmers. And you know I I, I understand that they're you know upset about the you know government you know taking up so much land, and then they have to you know get okayed, and you know they think the land is theirs. The government says it's theirs, and it's you know it's a it's a it's a long-standing battle, no no question, and that's what's going on here in Texas, right? I mean, they the main uh, standoff with the BLM is that they keep changing the property lines, and the farmers say, "Look, my property line is the river." Uh, I, okay, so the river changes, that's fine. Uh, the, the river moves three feet to the left, then so does my property line. And the BLM says, ah, no, uh no, that's our land. And so if they do that, then I don't have any water for my property. And that's a real problem for the farmers, and I get it. And they should fight that. That's ridiculous. Um, because in the long run, they lose and gain property over the years. It's not the point of having the, the property as collateral. It's the point of I need water for my livestock and my fields. But, okay, and my crops, but... But, arm standoffs, and I was looking at some of the history of the arm standoffs in the U.S., and 1973, Wounded Knee, there was a big standoff. Do you remember that? Did you know that? Did you know it actually happened? Of course, many of you don't remember it because it was 1973. But, occupation of Wounded Knee, 71 days. It was seized by members of the American Indian Movement, and... Uh, Resulted, when it happened, it resulted in, you know, three or four hundred people dying. There was gunfire in 1973. Uh, Two American Indians were killed, a U.S. Marshal and an FBI agent were injured. In 1985, the MOVE standoff in Philadelphia. I mean, they dropped bombs. Okay. Well, there's. I'm sorry the police dropped a bomb that started a fire that burned the entire block in Philadelphia and killed uh, 11 people. Amazing. Ruby Ridge, 1992, that's a famous one everybody talks about. Um, There was a gun battle that began that. Uh, A U.S. marshal died. uh, And I think one of the Man's sons died on that. Um They won that battle though. Waco, nineteen ninety three. So therefore one, two, you know, ninety-two and ninety three, Ruby Ridge, Waco, man, things did not look good for that. And then in nineteen ninety six, Freeman standoff. And then of course we remember two thousand fourteen with Clive and Bundy. And now we've got, you know, in Oregon with Bundy's kids, but it's a different standoff, and that story is so strange that uh, you know they went back to it. But the I, if you read some of the trial transcript, and oh my gosh, it's such great reading. I mean, if you've got nothing better to do, read the trials transcripts from the from the Hammon trial. But uh, they talk about uh, the things, and they the reason that they are not really fighting the going back to prison is that they really were guilty. They, they were guilty of the crime, but what they weren't guilty of was the terrorists' stamp on their crimes. And that's what the original judge said, uh, this is stupid. They I don't know that he actually said stupid, that uh, you know they, they aren't terrorists. They're guilty of the crime. I'm going to give them time, but the mandatory sentencing is ridiculous. And so now the fight for them is they've come back. Another judge came back and said, um, yeah, "You know what? It's mandatory, and they should have gotten the mandatory time." We're sending them back to prison. That's the problem. Okay, that's not what the Bundys are taking over for in Oregon at the the Birdhouse or whatever the heck it is up in Oregon. It, you know, they're pissed at the BLM and the big takeover of all the land and the BLM overreaching their authority. And taking in doing that. That's a different fight. Okay. Um, the Hammond aren't fighting uh, the. Verdict because they really were guilty of what they were doing. And that was the outcome of the crime or the outcome of the trial. Right. Oh, that's the outcome of the trial. Now we find out this weekend. The longest standoff in American history. Longest standoff in American history, 15 years, 15 years. A pretty amazing story. Uh, The man, (laughs) it's his name, of course, uh, it's here in Texas. No, of course, of course. Along the Trinity River, Uh, John Joe Gray is his name, Joe Gray. Okay, John Joe Gray. John Joe, John Joe. Uh, And what's fascinating about this case, and we'll tell you a little bit about the actual case itself, is that the district attorney just dropped the charges against him uh, last year, Uh, in December, at the end of 2014. He just dropped the charges and threw it in the drawer. It's over. We're done. Um, And didn't tell anybody. And so, when asked about it uh, this year, they found out no, that's over we We dropped that, I just you know put an end to that, and the district attorney said he and we'll get to that as part of the story of the district attorney, which has me worried for John Joe gray, I mean, it could get ugly because the reason that they didn't go out there and get him is because he said he would kill people because okay, in nineteen ninety nine gray, a carpenter, and according to this story on the blaze, he was linked to various anti government militia groups, okay. Whatever. Uh, gee, he didn't like the government. I wonder what militia group he belongs to. I don't know. Most of America. Uh, he was charged with assaulting a police officer during a traffic stop, according to uh, uh, the report. The officer took issue with the fact that Gray, who is now 66 years old, was carrying a pistol without a concealed carry permit. Gray said he had a God given right to carry his weapon. And then scuffled with the officer and bit the officer (laughs) during the scuffle. He was jailed, charged with assault of the state trooper, and he was released on bond in 2000. And he was ordered to appear in court. He did not go to court. He said, "Uh, I'm staying on my land. It's private property. Uh, I am armed, ready to patrol the barbed wire fences surrounding my property. And if they came after us, bring extra body bags. (laughs) He said in an interview once, those who live by the sword die by the sword. We've never shot no one yet, but they know if they come on us, they'll be surprised what's going to happen to them. (laughs) Now, okay, his land, 47 acres. So it isn't like he's staying on his eighth of an acre home with a backyard and a swimming pool or no pool and just a backyard and a tree, okay? Uh, Now, the sheriff uh, wanted to go get him a a number of times, but he didn't want to get anybody killed, didn't want anybody shot, so they left him alone and just kind of kept uh, an eye on him from a distance. So if he left the property, they would arrest him and take him in, no problem, all right? So... Come to find out, uh, the district attorney finally dismissed the charges and didn't tell anyone. He just dismissed the charges until someone asked about it. Um, the district attorney said, I didn't do that to concede victory to the guy. Uh, it had been going on for 15 years, and somebody had to just make a decision that it was time to say it's over. Um, he said the district attorney, uh, well, and the sheriff uh, also stated that, hey, adding that going out to get Gray wasn't worth it because he'd been in prison out there himself for 14 years. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, You know, he's been in prison, and you know how hard it is to be cooped up on 47 acres, Uh, you know, someday you just can't. Now, I find it strange that they didn't let him know that it was over. That could have been a problem, right? So if it was over, he didn't let the sheriff know. Uh, If he left the land, that could have uh, been an issue, right? Because the deputies and or the sheriff himself would have tried to arrest him. Uh, for the warrant, uh, to heed the warrant, and then could have been, you know, could have had a, a standoff over, you know, a shootout over something that wasn't good anymore. Uh, so it was kind of strange that they didn't let him know. And um, well, I mean, we didn't. Uh, I don't know if I'm sure on somewhere on the forty-seven acres he has a phone. Um, I'm almost positive most property in America, somewhere has, I don't know, a mailbox that gets things delivered from the post office. So, um, you know, he might, I don't know if he has the internet. Uh, So, I mean, there's, I, I just find it strange that we didn't let anyone know about that. But that's the longest standoff in American history right there. A little bit different, however, but. Technically, the longest standoff in American history has ended. John Joe Gray was in prison himself on his 47 acres for 14 years. And with what happened in Oregon, I wouldn't be surprised if a federal judge came along and said, the district attorney can't do that. He needs to go to prison. Then, then the fun will start. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on The Blaze Radio Network.
0: You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken.